Hey artists, special announcement alert. It's that time of the year when a Halifax-based magazine called The Coast asked their readers to nominate who they feel are the best in various categories in the city. And I need your help. I'm looking for a nomination in three different categories. Hey, why not, right? If you're a fan of what I do, please go to bestofhalifax.com. Select News and Media and then Best Podcast, and enter in Art Pays Me. And next category, go to Fashion, Best Fashion Designer, and you can just put my name in, Dwayne Jones. And then for Culture, I'm also looking for Best Visual Artist. So go on to Culture, Best Visual Artist, and enter my name, Dwayne Jones. If you could do this, I would greatly appreciate it. Hell, you know what? Send me a screen cap of your nomination and I'll send you a gift straight from artpaysme.com. Problem is, there's a deadline for this. So if you could do this by July 15th, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again, peeps. Much love. Now let's get into the episode. What up, artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast, and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity. And, you know, maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, special episode this week. We're going to flash back to 2018, back when I was still co-host of Changing the Narrative podcast, and um, I was asked to be on a podcasting panel during Social Media Day Halifax. panel featured Mike Tanner, digital storyteller, branding specialist, my guy, and he's also a prolific podcaster. Uh, Aaron Trafford, marketing specialist, who uh, is an excellent podcaster. And if you didn't listen to episode 13, make sure you did. She was uh, our featured guest on there. And uh, it was the panel was moderated by Stacey Maynard, who is a LinkedIn expert. And uh, she also is a great podcaster. This is a, a very powerful episode. If you've ever considered podcasting and wanted some advice from people who have some experience in in the area, and, uh, you know, we talked about why we started podcasting, what our podcasting setups look like from a technical standpoint, the ideal length and structure of a podcast. We, we gave our opinions on that. Uh, we also stressed the importance of understanding your audience and what the main thing you need to do if you want to have a successful podcast. So... Hopefully you enjoyed this. I enjoyed the discussion and I still think this information is valuable to share with you. And thank you for Social Media Day Halifax for allowing me to use it. So we're going to start with Mr. Dwayne Jones. Woo. Uh, he is the co-host of Changing the Narrative. So you guys sound in a different order than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell you to sit in a circle. We can shuffle. So it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So he's the founder of a clothing brand, Art Pays Me, as Mike is showing off there, just purchased yesterday, and co-host of Changing the Narrative podcast that covers creative entrepreneurship, pop culture, and social issues. We are thrilled. See, they, they did a template for us. So I can say you're thrilled, happy, or glad. <laughs> so we are thrilled <laughs> that Dwayne agreed to be here today. So if he has expertise in graphic design, obviously because t-shirts rock, uh, branding and social media mar- marketing. And apparently you do other things as well. So information manager at Dalhousie Medical School, go Tigers. Um, presented Canadian Conference on Medical Education, PodCamp Halifax, Atlantic Fashion Week, featured Global Television, CTV, CBC, The Coast, Office Magazine. Revision Path Podcast and so many more of media outlets. You've done a lot. Whoa, dude. You rock. Simmer down there. <laughs> right? I'm not going to talk about anybody else. And posted his first solo fashion and art show in Halifax Central Library. Now, this one I have to say. So I don't know if you guys know, but um, Linda, Tina, and Anita 
gave the presenters sort of this template that we had to fill out. And one of the questions was, what's one thing that people won't believe about you? So when I'm reading these last night, I literally burst out laughing at all of them. But you've already heard Aaron's crazy story about her husband that just made me laugh. <laughs> but this one is, Dwayne, I used to be able to do a split between two chairs like Jean-Claude Van Damme did in the movie Bloodsport. <laughs> okay, I just have to say, <laughs> that's crazy. Awesome. Okay, and next is Miss Fabulous Erin. Now we've heard her bio already. So um, the reason that she's here, obviously, the co-host of a podcast, um, DIY Passion in the Story House. Is that right? What's the name of your podcast? It's just called In the Story House. In the Story House. Yeah. Okay, I apologize. So we've already heard a lot about her. However, what was something I thought was really funny that they didn't mention? I mean, you know, she rocks, right? She's done everything. She's global brander, blogger, awesome lady of craziness. Sorry for all that. Yeah, it was an embarrassing story, so it's really hoping. But one thing that she did say was, if you were on a desert island, what would your what would your item be that you would choose to keep? Now, mine was a phone. Guess what hers was? Coffee. <laughs> I love it. No podcasting, no Insta stories happening. No coffee. And she loves burgers but refuses to eat cilantro. And you know what? I agree, girl. Okay. Tastes like soap. And on the left of Aaron is Mr. Mike Tanner, who I met this morning. We formally shook hands. And then Tina came up to us and said, yeah, you guys are both huggers, knock that off. So we had to hug each other. We just met this morning. He is the owner of One Red Cat Media, host of Riding in Cars with Cats, which I just think is hysterical, and um, the host of three podcasts ranging topics from social media to productivity to Shonda Rhimes television shows. He's involved with a number of, number of local conferences, WordCamp, PodCamp, regular speaker at BlogJam Atlantic, and recently wrote a productivity book called Reality Little Wins. Really little bit. Sorry, apparently I can't read. He's also a full-time stay-at-home father of two. And the thing that I loved um, about Mike, and this just made, like literally, made me burst out laughing last night. My parents were wondering why I was reading these crazy things. He asked his wife if they could grow pickles because he was unaware that that wasn't something you could grow. <laughs> right? I thought so now you have an idea of the diversity of our panel. Now, my name is Stacey Maynard. I did just speak recently um, about LinkedIn in this room. Uh, but I also have a podcast called His Way, Her Way. And if you are to ask me, I believe it is her way all the time. So my podcast started um, about two years ago. Um, just a gentleman and I have a similar philosophy in our businesses and everything, spoke at the same conference, and literally it took him up to two years to figure out what we were gonna do. And he literally sent me an email one day and went, podcast question mark? I wrote back, yes. So we have a lot of, we've been doing our podcast uh, weekly for about two years now. So it was the year 2005. No, it wasn't that long ago, but that was when podcast actually launched. Can you believe that? So Apple, Apple launched podcasts on iTunes, in 2005, an Oxford Dictionary named the word podcast word of the year. We're not talking that long ago, but considering the popularity. So, 2014, there were 7 billion downloads of podcasts. Okay, it's only four years ago. 2018, 50 billion podcast downloads. If you were hesitant at all about doing a podcast, those numbers should encourage you. A lot of podcast downloads. So one thing I forgot to mention about uh, Aaron is that way back in 2005, when it all began, Western University, she actually started a podcast. And if you look on their website really hard, apparently you can still find it. That original you podcast. You have to go to the ghost site from when they were actually called University of Western Ontario, because that's how long ago it was. <laughs> you have to search through the cache and all that stuff, but it's there. Awesome, okay, so I'm going to ask each of you this question. Why? Did you start a podcast instead of something like a blog, email newsletter? And I'm sure you already do that as well, but why a podcast? 
One of you pick it. You go first. I'll go first. Okay, so you are correct. I do all of the things as well. Um, Thank you. <laughs> We're done here. A podcast was important to me personally because I am a podcast addict myself. I listen to a lot of them to the point that I reached out to one that I'm a listener of and got onto it. So, and I just always felt that I could jump into those conversations or add a certain perspective that I felt was missing quite a bit. Uh, and and uh, particularly for me from a, a race perspective, but also a race perspective as a designer of color, which I don't come across very often. Um, and just some of those social nuances that kind of happen in these conversations where I'm like, I really agree with them from a design perspective, but I disagree with them on this social thing, or I agree with them on this social thing, but they're not considering the designer's perspective. Or, and I was like, I want to just do my own podcast, how about that? And then I just ended up finding some like-minded individuals who were on the same page of changing how narratives go in society. And it ended up not just being on race, but it ended up being on gender, sex, business, what it means to make money as an artist and a creative entrepreneur. So that that's kind of the gist of it. That, why you start. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's a great reason to start. Aaron? Um, so in the story host started, I guess you all heard the story that a year ago, Jen and I started having these marathon phone conversations and she said, girl, you used to host a talk show on the radio. Why aren't we recording this bleep? Because everybody needs to hear this honest behind the scenes stuff that's happening in, in the blogosphere. At the time, that was all we were really focused on. It was like, what's the best way to intimately connect with, at the time, we thought even just one blogger who may have felt adrift and not understanding her value. Um, and we had no plan. We just started recording it, and I followed the instructions that were much more clear now than they were in 2005 on how to upload it, and we put it in the universe. So it really started with us just being like, let's see what happens. <laughs> I love that. You know what, sometimes it takes a person saying, why are you doing this? For you to go, kind of like Anita, right? I need to talk to you about a big event I'm hosting. And then she goes, oh, I guess I'm hosting an event. <laughs> so that's great, I love that. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Uh, so I talk to myself all day long, uh, basically all okay, the time. Okay, that's the best reason and ever. I have, since I was a kid. So as a kid, I, I would just sort of, as an only child, I would just sort of like, if I was playing something, I would talk to myself, I would make up stories, all these kind of things. My wife <laughs> discovered one day, I don't know if I even knew that I was talking out loud all the time, but I'm a big video game guy. So I play a lot of sports video games, particularly hockey and football. And I would play out these seasons of being like the GM of an NHL hockey team. And I would interview myself as the player during, like while I was playing. I'd be like, what was it like this game? Well, it was a pretty hard game, it was hard fought and blah, blah, blah. I need to introduce you to my 14 year old. <laughs> We'd probably get along great. Uh, so I had always kind of done this where I always just kind of talked out loud. And, and a lot of times I started using it to kind of get my ideas out there. So I started thinking about, well, if I just keep talking, eventually I'm gonna push out all that stuff and I'm just kind of sitting back there. But I have two kids and my primary responsibility is taking care of these adorable, which is why they're still alive, uh, <laughs> things that, that take up a lot of my time. And so one day I was actually driving back from my mom's house on the South Shore. I had my iPhone and a set of headphones and I just said, okay, I don't have a place where I could set up a studio and do all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about technology. So well, I won't get into too much, all but right. I literally just <laughs> plugged in a headphone and hit record and started talking about something. And then realized, oh, I have these little times where I can do that and realized that uh, you know I didn't have time to write it all down the way I would like to in the way that I do in other things because I do those other things too, but just decided if you're going to talk to yourself, I might as well hit record and use it somehow. Okay, I have to admit those are the three best reasons to start a podcast I've ever heard. So how, yes. I just want to point out, Mike, we begged you. We begged you for a podcast. <laughs> That's true. Part. Okay, so he left that out. Okay, so apparently my podcast panelists are no lying. No, um, so how many people in here listen to podcasts on a regular basis? Awesome. So one of the things um, that I get asked quite a bit um, around podcasting and stuff like that is just the technology around it. And I think that becomes an intimidation 
when somebody wants to start a podcast. You know, Aaron alluded to it, Mike alluded to it, that, you know, he literally puts in his headphones and started talking. Now, the fact that he was already talking to himself anyway, um, it became a little bit easier for him. Um, but you don't need the big studio, and I think that's sort of the misconception out there. So I want to clear that up and understand and help, the, help these guys help you understand how easy it is from a technology perspective. So what technology do you use? And can you speak to just how more simplistic it is as opposed to, unless you have a big studio, in which case my question is all covered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, it's a couple of things. Uh, before I officially had a podcast, I actually used to do these, uh, my, my business is called Glitterati Communications. So I used to do this series called Future Glitterati, uh, meaning the future leaders and stars of society, and leaders, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I used to just record them on my phone and, and release them on the internet. I mean, technically, that was a podcast. I just didn't know it at the time. Uh, but now, in the current podcast I'm, I'm on, uh, my uh, co-host Terrence, he got these uh, newer 500, I believe they're called. He said they were only about $50. So it's not like super fancy. Um, I have about a $50 mic that I use for, like, when I'm a guest on other people's podcasts. Uh, but technically, you can do it on your phone. Like, my co-host is a real audiophile, so he wants to invest in really expensive mics. I personally don't think we need to. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the barrier to entry is pretty low. It's very easy. And I use GarageBand, which came on my computer to edit when I was doing it by myself. Um, we use... Uh, I believe Adobe Premiere to do the podcast in our group, but my co-host is a technophile, so he wants to use. And what about the MP3 file that you then create? Because I think that yes. um, becomes the next barrier to technology. Yeah. Um, well, it, it depends on where you want to host it. So you just have to start thinking about these things. Do you want to host it on SoundCloud? Do you want it to go through Apple? Do you want to have it somewhere else? Um, and then it gets a little trickier. So basically, you need to take the MP3 file and put it somewhere on the internet. Basically. Yeah. And yeah. Then upload. So it's it's really once you have that MP3 file. It's easy. Yeah. It's just a matter of setting an account up somewhere. SoundCloud is super easy. Super uh, as well. Just plop it there and you're done, you've got a podcast. That's awesome. Aaron, what about you from a technology perspective? Especially because you guys are in different areas and time zones, so yeah. how do you manage all of that? Yeah, so Jen is based in Toronto, which immediately presented an extra hurdle for us wanting to co-host a podcast together, because uh, we were not going to be ever really in the same place. Um, so we host our podcast on Libsyn. We started on SoundCloud, and I found that I didn't like the analytics that were there. We really wanted to uncover who our listener was, like down to the very nth degree, and we in fact have even named her. So when we're doing our podcast in our brains, we're speaking to Michelle. Um, we know exactly who she is. So Libsyn gave us that insight that allowed us to really understand who Michelle is. Um, versus SoundCloud. It does cost a little bit more. We pay around, I think it's like 20 bucks American a month. It's not that expensive. Um, but the analytics are much higher. Um, we record, uh, we started recording on Skype. I hated how unreliable it was. So, But if you are going to use Skype, there's a plugin that you can buy that's a one-time fee. I think when I bought it, it was $35. It may have gone up, may have gone down. It's called Ecamm. Uh, recorder. So if you just put an eCam into Google, it'll be the first thing that comes up. It'll automatically launch when you're using Skype, and it'll you can just set the recording, and it'll record both sides of the conversation, and you can just pull it as an MP3 right there into your audio editor and edit from there. Um, we have since moved over to using Zoom because uh, it's much more reliable. It records to a cloud, so it's basically the same. We just Skype was free, Zoom is another 20 bucks a month, but for us it's worth it. Um, I edit in Audacity, which is free software. The only thing with Audacity is because it's free open source software, it won't let you export to MP3. And when you're creating a podcast effectively, that's the format that you need it to be. The end format needs to be an MP3. Um, 
So you just have to go through a couple extra steps to convert it to that before you add it onto Libsyn or SoundCloud or whatever that may be. One step that intimidates a lot of people is getting your feed onto iTunes, but if you understand the concept of an RSS, that's all it is. It's just an audio RSS feed. So once you have your SoundCloud set up or you have your Libsyn set up or your Podbean or whatever it's gonna be your host, it'll walk you through the steps to adding your RSS to the various you know, iTunes and Android and Google Play and all that stuff. Um, you just follow the steps. It's so much easier now than it was 10 years ago, oh my goodness. Um, and I use an Apex 555 mic because I am obsessed with microphones. Um, I don't think I need it, but I like it. So <laughs> and I have it a makes it fun, then that's great. It makes it feel a fish. Exactly, now yeah. Mike, you use headphones. I use a couple different things. <laughs> so, and I wanted to say one thing, like if you listen to my podcast or you listen to Changing the Narrative, because I listen to both of them, because I have to hear what I, what dumb things I said, so I do listen to my own too, but um, <clears throat> you'll hear a significant audio difference between the two podcasts. I mean, they have, Terrence is, Terrence is like, what if we made the best stuff we could ever make? So um, I think that one of the things I would say from a tech standpoint before I kind of go into what I use is that it is whatever you want to use. You could set up a, an insane studio that's soundproof and all that stuff, and that's awesome if you have the space. For me, the tech sort of came out of necessity. So the tech came out of the idea of like, most of the time I'm gonna be driving in my car. So I can't really set up a studio in the car. Uh, so I record in three different ways. So one of the things I record on regularly are these. These are a pair of AirPods from Apple. So they're a Bluetooth headset that I can just pop one ear in on my connects and I can record my audio straight on that. I like having that because it leaves me really mobile. It means that if I, you know, want to get up and do something, I kind of can while I'm still recording. I also have a, a much nicer little mic that hooks on my iPhone called a Shure M88 or something in that range. Uh, that was about $200 from the Apple store. And I use that typically if I'm going on site. So I do some podcasts with Volta, for example, where I'll go in-house and talk to them. Obviously, I'm not going to use my headphone for that. So I do have a mic set up for that. The other way that I do some recording is that I actually will call people and do a show. So for example, Michael Boyd, who's here from Podcast Atlantic, the last episode of my podcast is actually with Michael, and I use an app called No Notes. Um, <clears throat> no Notes actually lets you record a phone call from both sides, start to finish. I pay about $10 a month to give me unlimited storage on it. it basically saves it as an audio file, and then you can just download that audio file. Yeah, awesome. yeah. and if you want to pay a little bit extra, they have a audio to text subscription service. So if you said to them, I now want to pay, I think it's a dollar a minute, they'll actually transcribe that as text to send back to you. It's pretty fantastic. Okay, so I have something uh, and so really so that's really exciting. No notes. No notes. <laughs> the, the thing I actually really like about it is that I have a different sound when it's on that. It sounds, however it sounds on the phone is how it sounds on that. But it also, this is a really small thing, but it records the ringing at the beginning of the call. And I actually leave that in the episode because it kind of lets people know like this is a phone conversation call and I really like it. I was hosting on SoundCloud, but because I have three and a fourth podcast launching soon. Number one, I was paying 15 bucks a month for each of those, and actually logging in and logging out was a huge pain. Like I would go to log out of one to set up another one, and it would say, you're logged in. And I was like, I don't want to be. So I switched everything over to Anchor. Anchor offers a free app for recording, for uh, you can add in transitions, you can add segments, all these kind of things. The negatives about Anchor are this, one, at the end of every episode, it says, this episode was recorded on Anchor. I don't care. They did it for me. That's true, so I don't really care. <laughs> and the second negative that I will say about it is right now, it's a free service. I'm interested to see what they decide to do down the road to be able to keep going. Because you can't just say, we're just the best podcast platform we offer for free forever without saying how we're going to make money off that. So there's some concerns there. But um, my big thing is, is to is to start. I mean, whether you have a nice setup in a studio, like Change the Narrative now has this awesome studio setup where they actually get to record, and it sounds fantastic, and I'm recording in a piece of crap car most of the time. You know what, the most important thing, sorry, go ahead, Dwayne, and then I'll cut in. I was just gonna jump in. 
I just I just started listening to Mike's podcast, and it's the content first, right? That that to me is what gets it. So yeah, I I wouldn't obsess too much yeah. about that, but it's the content. You know what? I'm I'm so glad you said. It. I was literally gonna say the same thing. It doesn't matter. So your choice on what you're going to be doing, but the most important thing is that there's three different audio options, all good choices because it's what you say and the content and the value that you provide, not the audio file and how good it is. So you know what? If you wanna do a podcast, grab your phone, record the MP3, um, upload it to a site, SoundCloud, Pod, <coughs> Podbean, or Libsyn are three great options. Follow the steps to put it up to iTunes or an Android or Google Play, exactly like Aaron said, and you're done. So it, the technology behind a podcast is really um, so much easier than it was, like I said, you know, having to piece different things together. So thank you so much for showcasing three very different ways um, that you can do a podcast, but like Dwayne summed up, it's about the content. So apparently you can talk to yourself. Um, and, and that ends up being really great content, which is awesome. So another question that people um, <laughs> that ask a lot is, how long should I talk for? What's the ideal length, in your opinion, of a podcast? My mic's over there, so. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my podcast is usually, is usually pretty short. Um, I don't think that there's an ideal length for a podcast. I, change the narrative, I keep replying to this, but they have an episode that was three hours. Yeah. Wow. They had a, so there's a reason. It's not just like we decided that we wanted people to go to sleep. It was, they actually had a live, basically launch of an album. So they listened to each song from this artist and chatted with them in between. And that's an episode that I listened to. And then uh, Chef Ben Kelly, who, um, does a podcast does food in five. It's five minutes. I listen to that. I don't I don't think personally there's a, a link. I think if you get to the point where you go, I don't remember what I was talking about, then, then probably, <laughs> no probably, probably your guests <laughs> and, and the people listening probably will feel the same about it. That's that's kind of the approach if you just said it a little differently than I would have said it. But um, traditionally I can tell you that the human attention span when it comes to podcasts is about sixteen minutes. Doesn't mean your podcast has to be 16 minutes, but it means that when you are planning your programming, be aware of that timing. Once you hit right around that 16 to 20, you probably want to pivot, um, do something like a reset, which is where you know you reintroduce yourself, you reintroduce your guests, you reiterate what you're talking about, and then move on. Um, so just be mindful of that kind of uh, cadence in within the podcast. Um, but that's a really good point, and I say this to Jen all the time. You know, there's been a couple times where we've recorded a podcast, and at the end, I would say, like, you know, shit, Jen, that bored me. So if it bored me, <laughs> right? If I'm in the middle of it and I'm bored, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about this anymore, no one's going to want to listen to it. So just be really aware of what you're feeling, and if you're feeling energetic while you are talking about it, I don't care what you're talking about. You can talk about folding fitted bed sheets and be excited about it. That's going to come across. I'm not sure I could ever get excited about folded bed sheets. I'm just that saying. was one of the highest engagement posts I ever That is crazy. I'm just saying. I love it. I, I love can't it. fold a fitted bed sheet, but <laughs> we had a big conversation on Facebook about it. So um, that's my, my best advice is, you know, over time being on radio, I have developed this internal clock. So I have a 30-second clock. I have a five-minute clock. I have a 16-minute clock. And when I hit that 16 minutes, I traffic direct us elsewhere, take a breath, reset, pivot. <laughs> That's what I would do. Can I just ask, sorry, before, oh, um, I just wanted to ask a follow-up question to Aaron, um, just because you triggered something in my head. Um, do you feel that you have to be more animated uh, when you're doing a podcast versus video? Because I know you've done a lot of both. So when I made the transition from radio to television, it was one of the hardest transitions I have ever made in my life because my news director at the time made me sit on my hands. Because you can tell I'm an animated speaker. I use my whole body when I talk, and that's something that I've developed over time. I think it helps me with my delivery. In fact, when I coach people with their delivery, I tell them, use your whole body. Um, so yes, I do. I actually put myself in a very particular stance. I sit in a, situa in, a, in a comfortable position for me that allows me, like I actually start the podcast with my arms out on the table, like so that I have all the room to move. I think it makes a difference. Okay. Um, get yourself comfortable, whatever it takes. I don't know. like. 
burn candles and incense, whatever you need to do to like feel that high vibe before you record. That's awesome. Yeah. Dwayne, what about you in regards to the length of a podcast? Um, actually, I just wanted to ask Aaron quickly, how long is your podcast usually? So we, we hit a sweet spot. We usually try aim for around 40, 40 to 43 minutes. Yeah. Lately, we've been doing them shorter with interviews, and it's been doing really well, but it's never less than 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so me personally, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Some of them are various lengths as well, and I like the 30-minute quick one sometimes, but I, my favorite podcast regularly goes to three hours. Uh, really? So, yeah. And I just, I like those in-depth conversations and um, jumping between various topics. But I find it interesting that Aaron mentioned the 16-minute thing because we have uh, a special gift in Terrence in that he's very good at being sort of a moderator for our conversation and being able to detect when Maybe we're done on a certain topic, or maybe we're just starting to ramble, and he'll pivot into the next topic. So, and it tends to be around that 15, 16, yeah. 20 minute mark. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, having listened to both your podcasts, like, there was one the other day where I realized, like, I was actually like, okay, I, I do other things when I do it. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I caught part of that and I didn't catch part of that. And it was probably maybe about 18 or 20 minutes in, and I remember hearing you ask a question mm -hmm. that was like, hey, come back here, like we need to come back here. And, and the same thing on that. I think the other thing you have to realize too is that not everyone is going to listen to your podcast at the speed you recorded your podcast. So you have the option in podcast players to say, I, want, I know people that only listen to podcasts at one and a half times. I can't do that because then if I hear them talking normally, I'm like, why are they going so slow? <laughs> um, but I think that you, you want to really think about what the audience is going to do with it. Like when I listen to Changing the Narrative, I'm usually settled in for the idea that I'm prepared for it. I'm, I know I'm going to be here a while, but I want to dig into it. And then with the other ones, I'm like, okay, I have 40 minutes, and so I can listen to this podcast right now and get what I need out of it. And so I think that it really is going to vary based on on who your audience is as well. Yeah, and uh, just in a completely different approach, our podcast uh, that we do is 10 minutes, somewhere between nine and 11 minutes, but that was purposeful. We wanted it to be quick, short, depending on your transit time and where you're going, uh, but we decided um, as a strategy that we wanted to go a little bit shorter. Now, um, that leads into, you know, it's great to have the technology, it's great to have your phone and all that kind of stuff, but what do you say when you go to press record? So how do you guys plan for your content and the ideas that you have? And do you, do you kind of plan out exactly what you're going to say? And Mike, I know we had a conversation this morning around scripting. So do we have it all planned out? Do we just have the idea? What does that look like for your guys' podcasts? I'll go first. So um, with me, before I found my co-host, and I was considering doing it by myself. I literally just thought about topics that I was frustrated I couldn't share about and just recorded myself talking about them. Uh, and it was a good way to help find my podcaster voice. And then um, we kind of did the same thing when we got together. We have three lost episodes that will never be released. <laughs> we're just like figuring out what we want to talk about. Um, but what we end up coming up with is we like to have topical conversations. So we literally, we have a text group and we have a, a Google Doc and we'll just text each other throughout the week. Hey, uh, did you hear about that new Kanye album? Yeah, let's talk about it, okay. And so there's no script planning, no there's no, you're gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, it's just and the idea and go. Yeah, and we have like segments, so we have, okay, this is your week, because that's what kind of helped us get a little better, actually. When we started thinking segments, it was, okay, so we have our weekly update from everyone, uh, lessons learned, and then we have our, our uh, like, current topic, uh, and then we might have like a shout outs or questions, so we kind of do it that way, but we spend most of the time in, in like, like whatever our weekly current topic is going to be. That's cool. Erin? Yeah, I'm glad you said the segment thing, because uh, that's exactly how we approach ours. So, and we do the same thing. It's like, what are we going to talk about on the podcast this week if we don't have a guest lined up or something like that? 
Um, we kind of just go back and forth and figure out what the hot topic is that week or what people are feeling. Um, and then I break it down usually into about four segments and each segment I like to think of as having an objective and we want to be able to hit that objective within the 16 minutes. Usually it's less than that. So we're going to start this segment here with a question about, okay, well, let's talk about what we saw happen in that Facebook group uh, this week about that one particular brand partnership, let's say. Um, and by the end of that segment, I'm listening for us to have come to some sort of resolution on that particular issue. So whether it's, gee, we don't know how we feel about that yet, let's let that percolate a little more. Or you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna, we're gonna ask you guys to get at us on Instagram and tell us what your experiences were. Like really, we plan things with like, what's the topic, what's the objective? Hit the objective, move on. And that's how we plan our segments. And so it lets us be really organic with how the conversation flows but it gives us a really basic roadmap to get from start to finish. I find people who don't, who aren't necessarily comfortable with speaking like that and tend to ramble that this approach really, really helps them. Um, it's not a script. Nobody sounds good when they're reading a script. Hold on, can I just say that? Like, don't script <laughs> Nobody it. sounds good when they're reading we a script. Didn't, I, I I'm gonna tweet that, that out. It was yeah. like so obvious that you have to say, don't script it, guys. Like, you can script your, your intro so that you get, you know, the, the, the name of your guest correct and like their, their handle on Instagram and stuff, but like, don't script any of the rest. Have mile markers and segments and work your way through those. Sorry, I'm like super passionate. No, no, scripting. Okay. no scripting from Aaron. <laughs> I love it. I, and you know what? I couldn't agree more. And I know Mike agrees with that as well. So I, uh, as anyone who has seen me speak at other things before knows, I have a moleskin notebook and I have notes on my phone. And I regularly, if I have a thought that pops into my head, I'm too busy worrying about like waking my daughter up at 10 o'clock to make sure she doesn't pee the bed and making sure that there's like this in the house to, to be able to, to really plan things out very well. What I like to do is just have even just a one word or one sentence that's what I want to talk about that day. And for me, because I don't have a set schedule, I, I can't plan it out as much as, as I would sometimes be interested in, I guess, although I probably would still not plan it. But for me, when, when Dwayne talks about the unreleased episodes, so I get in my car and I press record and I start driving and I start talking about these topics. And I, I think I deleted most of them, but I, maybe I'll release a couple of them. Because there's some where all of a sudden you hear me talking and then all of a sudden you hear, go, you hear me go, what in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then I hit stop and I go, okay, you either need to start over again or come up with a different topic because I just couldn't get into it. And so there are times when I, it doesn't work. Um, one of the things, this is not working fantastically. I think I'm too loud. So one of the, the things that I do think from a scripting perspective is if you're gonna have guests on your show, you should know, you don't have to script out the whole conversation, but you should know a little bit about them. So here's a super embarrassing and funny story. So I do regular podcasts for Volta. So they asked me to come on and talk about different programs you're doing and interview people who've gone through different programs. If you're not familiar with Volta, they're an accelerator and incubator in Halifax. So if you're looking to start a startup, that's much better. I think I just had an angle room. I'm not a professional. Um, and so they asked me to come in a few times and talk to people. And one day they said, you're gonna come in and talk about this new program to Jesse. And I went, okay, great. And I thought, all right, I'll go talk to whoever it is that they usually just give me like an intern or someone who works there and I'll talk to Jesse. And I didn't really dig much into who Jesse was. And they said, Jesse's a little late today uh, because he's doing something. And I was like, I can't believe that I'm here. And like, Jesse's just off one or doing, getting coffee for people or doing whatever Jesse does. <laughs> And then so Jesse walked in, and I always say the same thing, was I always let my guests introduce themselves because I let them sort of tell their own story as part of it. And I said, so I'm Mike Tanner, welcome to Riding Cars with Cats. I'll get you to introduce yourself so that everyone knows who you are. And he said, hi, I'm Jesse Rogers. I'm the CEO of Volta. I've been here, and I was like, oh. And I was like, I mean, I knew all those things, but obviously it's nice for other people. But I literally just was wholly unprepared for that instance. So what I will say is don't script the whole conversation out, but do enough research. If you're gonna ask someone to come on your show or do something with them, make sure you don't know enough about them to know that they're the CEO of the company that you are interviewing them for. So. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty clear. Uh, no scripting. So that saves you even more time, because now you can have the idea, have the breakdown of what you want to talk about, and then press record, because you don't have to have it all planned out. So that's one more excuse off the table of why you can't start a podcast. So 
Really quickly, we only have about 10 minutes left as he's holding up my sign, so I have three final questions. So I want this one's a little bit, um, this is a little bit of a faster answer, because you guys listen to a lot of podcasts. What are they missing? What do you think of the popular podcasts that you listen to? Maybe what are they doing wrong, or what are they missing? So we can let them know not to do that. Nothing. Really I feel like I'm the one that's still doing everything wrong. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think I'm going to go good. challenge on that one here. <laughs> okay, next question. I kind of alluded to that in my intro. Um, okay, so one of my favorite podcasts that really got me wanting to participate, and I've called into this podcast, is called Adventures in Design. Uh, it's hosted by this guy, he's a graphic designer named Mark Bricky. And he has actually quit his design practice to podcast full time. And his whole thing is like an experiment to see, I'm going to be the first person to do this podcast thing without being a celebrity. Um, his perspective often, he tends to have a lot of the same types of people on his podcast. So like a lot of 40-ish, 30-ish, sometimes 20-ish white males as designers. Very few females, very few people of color, and he often would make, he didn't make excuses, he was aware of it, and he would comment on it, but I never really appreciated the justification for why he, he did that. And then he had a guest named Ashley, Ashley Axios, who was like the creative director of the White House when Obama was in, and she's a woman of color, and she said, well, if you're having trouble finding designers of color, there's a podcast over Vision Path, he only interviews African-American designers or black designers. And I was like, oh, what? So I looked up that podcast and found tons of black graphic designers. So then I was like, see, I thought maybe all adventures in design is going to change. Didn't change. Still the same people. He brings the same guests on time and time again. So that was another incentive for me to start wanting to share my personal voice. And then also the podcasts that I listen to that do have a very much a black perspective lack the design side a lot of times or the business side that I want to have. So our podcast brings all of that pop culture in the black community together with um, design and business. That's very cool. Any uh, quick comments? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there is something that I've heard podcasters doing or not podcasts that I listen to for this very reason. Once you name your podcast, you give it a topic, you're going to get SEO off of that. My only suggestion would be that if you are going to pivot to something else in the top end of your podcast, like let's say you're selling a course or you've got an event coming up that you want to plug right off the top, just at least address the topic that is named, like your, the name of your podcast in the top and say, this is what we're talking about today. We're going to get to that, but first let's talk about blah, 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 blah. Because recently I was looking at a conference that I couldn't attend, but I was looking into the speakers and someone had a podcast. And I was like, oh, I really like what she's speaking at this conference about. I'm going to check out her podcast. And I clicked on one, and I think that it was about like Facebook marketing. And I was like, okay, I'll put this on in the background and have a little listen. And for the first 10 minutes, she and her co-host talked, I, I kid you not, they talked about floppy boobs. <laughs> had nothing to do with Facebook marketing. She didn't mention the name of the podcast. Wow. And I was like, this is, not, this is not what I signed up for. It was a waste of my time, so I turned it off. Yeah, that's um, interesting. So that's really good advice. But she could have talked about floppy boobs. No problem. But she could have been like, we're going to talk about Facebook marketing. Hold on. I need to talk about boobs first, right? Like, and we're good. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so just because I need to wrap up here. Um, They're stretching oh. you out. You have more time? You have oh, more I have time. more time. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> okay, Mike, take uh, it away. <laughs> so one of the things, I mean, given the fact that this is a room of a lot of people who don't have a podcast but are thinking about a podcast, and this kind of goes into what Dwayne was saying as well. There's a lot of podcasts that are already covering, like, if you want to listen to a white dude talk about startups, the world is your oyster. <laughs> there are a million podcasts about that thing. What is, what is legitimately missing is your story. Yeah. So I gave a talk a few years ago at Blog Jam about the idea that I like to write a lot about failure that I like to write a lot about the things that have gone horrifically wrong. One of the first paid posts I ever got as a blogger, I write for a Yummy Mummy Club, <laughs> right? And uh, one, of the first, one of the first blogs I had was, I super glued my daughter's eye shut. 
I got it all out, she's fine, everything's great. But people were interested in that story because it wasn't the story they'd already heard a million times. No one wants to see my story of like, most of I, like I don't, I don't need another like fantasy football, whatever. Or if you do want to do that, just make sure that it's your story of telling that thing. Because what people are, like what I'm looking for is when I hear an interesting perspective and when I hear someone telling something in a way that I haven't heard it before because they're not just going, well, Gary Vaynerchuk said I should do it like this, so I guess I'll just do it like this. And so I, I legitimately think that what podcasting is missing is more people telling their actual stories. And when we talk about things like Instagram influencers, influencers and stuff, I'm all done with seeing fake stuff online. I'm done. But I would really, really like to hear more people and see more people. Yes. I, I'd love to hear more podcasts where people say like, hey, things are going very south. Um, th this is not going well. These are things that have gone horribly wrong within reason. I mean, I don't want you to necessarily like lay it all out there so you don't feel great, but I, I just think that more people need to hear what regular people do on a regular Actual basis. Story. Well, you know what, I mean, Aaron said it beautifully this morning um, in the talk of, topic of authenticity, right? The disconnect between heart and hustle is inauthenticity. So that was fantastic, so that was a great uh, lead event. And I couldn't agree more. Be real, be authentic, tell it the way it is. And if you make a mistake, so what? People are going to think you're an actual human. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> this is, this is um, apart from that, this is more, it's partly a technical question and partly a content question. But talk about incorporating other sound into your podcast. Like you've done an album review. How did you incorporate the music? And do you have any stingers or theme songs or sound effects? So the question is around uh, sound effects and building that into um, your podcast. So do you want to you want to take that one? Yeah. So Terrence is literally obsessing about that right now because it's like this last episode. Was, I want to add sound effect to that part. Uh, but with the album review and stuff like that, what we do is we add it after. So we kind of like, oh, we're listening to it right now, blah, blah, blah. Not listening to it. So I think, yeah. yeah, so he had mentioned before, you know, using different uh, programs. Uh, somebody here uses GarageBand um, to be able to integrate some sounds uh, that you want to use. I know I use an intro and an outro. And that's exactly what I use as well. Yeah, I was just gonna say I use an intro and an outro. Anchor actually, like on their actual app, they have these kind of cool things where you can add like sound effects, you can add other pieces of audio, and it actually is a really easy way to cut it all together. Um, you can add voice messages that other people have left to you as part of Anchor, so you can include people's things. So uh, I think it's important. I think that generally people want to hear something other than just my voice, so we that's why we have certain things in it. But I think that. For, sometimes it's going to work, but don't just put in like, I think it's important to have music here, or you know, make sure that it really fits with what you're trying to do. So. And if you want an example of someone who's experimented with that copiously, just listen to my podcast, because every season I just decide to change it all, because I want to play with the working <laughs> sound, so we add four different intros, four different extras, um, the content's all the same, it's still our voices, but I'm still trying to figure out what I want it all to sound like, I'll fully admit that. You know what, and I love that. I love the fact that you do change it up and play with it, because I love to do that too from a technology perspective. So I've used Anchor, I've layered audio, yeah. and now this seems to take, I don't know about you guys, like, this is a lot of time. You know, a lot of time that goes into this. So my question is, do you guys make money on your podcast, do you monetize your podcast? And if so, what does that look like? Or is it simply, I shouldn't say simply, or is it a value add uh, for your um, audience? Great question. Um, Thank you. I wanted to add though about the audio thing. Um, you can, so learn from us, uh, that the, you know, the, the goons at Universal came after us because uh, we started experimenting with YouTube and we put some Kanye music to kind of critique it a bit, and they, they had us taken down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> be careful with what you use. Um, uh, and as far as monetization, we're actually looking into that right now. So we moved from SoundCloud to Libsyn because we could get more accurate analytics and get a better sense of who's listening to our podcast and for how long and what devices they're listening on. So, um, yeah, we're, we're creating, we're looking into that right now, so. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we have monetized, so we have sold some spots. Uh, for us, 
at Storyhouse, it's coming from the fact that we're actually hitting uh, bloggers listen to us, but also a lot of brand managers and companies and agencies listen to us. So it's more of an awareness thing, and then they come to us kind of indirectly. They're like, "Man, I listened to your podcast. That was really great. It, it's a way to develop trust." So the money comes eventually, but um, we have decided now to not monetize going forward. It doesn't fit our brand anymore. We've just we're not going to do it on the podcast overtly with advertising. So what does that mean? Monetize your podcast. Can you like explain to me what that means? Because when you guys say that, I don't understand at all what that means. Yeah, Mike? So there's a number of different ways. I mean, it's the same, in certain ways, it's the same as monetizing a blog or, or monetizing anything you, mm -hmm. you do. There are lots of ways to directly make money off of podcasting. So you can, for example, have sponsors. Uh, so you can literally say, it, I mean, this is on the big podcast. They always, you know, they're like, listen to this and get a hell of fresh or whatever for this amount. And you get discounts and you get sort of referral and affiliate links and that kind of stuff. Uh, you can't just straight up say, you can advertise on my thing, I will talk about your brand. You can do it indirectly where you kind of have it, it sampled through it. You can directly sell something through your blog or through your podcast where you decide like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna push this particular product. Um, those are kind of the big ways. The, the biggest one for podcasting is typically advertising. It's typically that you're having someone sponsor a particular episode or they're sponsoring your podcast as a whole. You can also, I mean, if, if you decide that you want to have someone, like if you decide you want better audio gear, you could say to a company like, I want better audio gear and I will, you know, you can use it as sort of that sort of trade off for different things. Okay. So I, I've not directly monetized my podcast and I don't really plan on it. I've used it very much as an awareness, and it's helped me get my brand out there in a lot of ways. I went the other day to someone who had reached out to me uh, about doing a little bit of brand strategy for a campaign they were working on, and during our conversation, they said something that was from that week's podcast, and I, I said, "Did you do you listen to the podcast?" They're like, "Yeah, I listen to podcasts. That's one of the reasons I kind of want to talk about this." When you get those kind of moments, you're like, oh, okay, things are kind of working. Uh, one thing I will say about that is if you're not going to look at it from a, a money standpoint, if you decide that you just want to put your things out there, don't look at the analytics at all. The analytics, like in Lipson and stuff, are fantastic. Anchor is not as good, but I still at least get an idea of what's happening. But I quit my first podcast because I looked at it and I was like, I know who those seven people are. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I was like, I just don't want to do that. And then I realized, well, I, I was doing that podcast for me. It was just like a pop culture and I loved doing it. But I stopped doing it because I got sort of stressed about were there enough likes, were there enough comments, or enough replies. Kind of so, like Aaron's mom's Instagram account from this morning. It's I'm like her, her, her sister, and some thoughts are following her. Her name is Annie, and she's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so really quickly, we do have to wrap up. We've got like one minute left. Um, Can I just say one thing? Absolutely. Thing is that one of the ways we're seeing podcasting going is a network way. Um, and there's not a lot of options in Canada right now. There are some giant ones in the States. Um, I had some meetings back in March about Storyhouse where people just happened to be in the room who were involved in um, some media companies who are not the sponsor of this event, so I won't say, but also podcasts um, in Canada. And to be perfectly frank and to answer your question, they don't even really know how to make money on podcasts yet. So the opportunity is there. If you start and you stick with it, everyone will figure <coughs> it out eventually. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. I just have one quick question before my final, uh, my final question. So you record this amazing podcast, you upload it, and you have all these people listening. How do you engage, or how do the people that are listening to your podcast engage with you? So you know, if you're thinking about growing your awareness in that. And so if, if nobody yeah. could, uh, I'm not so sure but if you could hear that question, but it was basically, okay, so you have a podcast, people listen to it, so how do they actually engage with you? It's, it's Instagram for us, 100%. Yeah, like, so through all social media. Messages, all Instagram. We had to start an Instagram account for Storyhouse because we were getting, so, our, our personal inboxes were getting blown up with DMs every time and we couldn't, we wanted one place to keep them all. So we now have one for the podcast and for the company um, and it helps. Um, I, I think IGTV is going to be huge for podcasters. Like, I'm so excited to dig in and see how podcasters start using this new technology. I think it's going to be massive. And I know at the end of our podcast, we mentioned a hashtag. 
So that's how people would find us, mention it, that kind of stuff. So that's another way, just from so any social media way. One, one quick thing with that too is if you are going to engage, if you are going to expect the audience to engage with you, you need to engage back with them. So like I have a friend who um, has a podcast and um, he changes the name all the time, so I never know for sure what to call it. But um, his podcast, he'll often say at the end, like, send me an email. Here is my email address. I'd love to hear your comments. And then he will regularly talk about those comments on the show. And when you start to hear, like I get a shout out this week from, from the Change the Narrative podcast. And I was like, that's really cool. Like, cause as much as I'm a podcaster, I'm also a podcast fan. So I think when you, when you, if you have people showing you love, show it back. And, and that is a huge way to end up growing that network larger and larger. Okay, I have to say I cannot love that piece of advice more. Mm -hmm. oh, That's awesome. There's one other thing, sorry. We also started experimenting with, you know, we talked no, about know. real life, getting on social yeah. media. We started experimenting with having live events. So we've had one oh, live I event where that. we brought our listeners together into one room, and that was incredible. So mm -hmm. that's wow. another thing to, to consider. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I think I'd have to play oh, Okay, so the last thing, last piece of advice that you have for anyone starting a podcast, if we have not covered it, so your best, you know, whether it's I've done it, I shouldn't have done that, I wish I hadn't done that, here's a mistake, here's one thing that was a super winner, what is one piece of advice you have for these guys who are all going to go and start podcasts tomorrow? Okay, Monday. I'll give you the weekend off. I'll, I'll give one. My, my big thing actually is to listen to more podcasts and honestly engage with that community because you're going to quickly learn things that are done really well, things that are done horrifically wrong. There's podcasts you listen to and you're like, well, probably never going to listen to that one again and here's why and you can know those things. So I just don't think, like you hear a lot of people who will be at conferences, like if we were at conferences, we are talking about eBooks. All of a sudden you'd be like, oh, I gotta do eBooks. But if you're not already in that community, if you're not already in that area, you don't already know about podcasts, then just jumping into it and being like, well, I don't care what anyone else does, I'm gonna do this thing. You, you wanna kind of gauge that community and the podcasting community is a community that really comes together in a lot of ways. So my honest advice would be to listen to as many podcasts as possible and vary what you're listening to. Like my podcasts are stand-up comedy, there's ones that are on influencer marketing, there's ones that like change the narrative, which is all over the place in terms of what it covers. It covers literally everything. But I like to really mix it up that way and, and be a part of that podcasting community first. And that's a, that's a great advice. Listen first, you second. That's awesome. Erin? I think I'd probably say the same thing as like find some favorites that are across different niches and just figure out what about this podcast you like and copy them. Like there's like copy them in your own way um, and practice talking out loud. The talking out loud thing to yourself is like crucial. I do it too. I do it in the shower, I do it in the mirror, I do it at my desk. Um, I do it when I'm on Zoom calls with my business partner and we're both working and I'll be talking out loud and she's like, Aaron, you're talking out loud. I can hear you. But do that. You get more comfortable with yourself. Um, yeah. And the cross niche thing is really important. Like listening to lots of different stuff. Yeah. You'll, you'll learn what you like and you'll learn what you want to sound like. Just one right. quick thing before Dwayne jumps in and you kind of said like you, you real people realize you're talking. So I record in my car. And about 70% of the time, there are kids in the backseat of my car. And sometimes, I don't always put in the headphones, but sometimes I'll just start doing an episode on my own just to kind of get some stuff out of my head. And every once in a while, I hear my kids be like, what's social media? And I'm like, oh, hey, you guys are here too, hey? That's cool. I didn't know what I was talking about. She's like, when my mind, finds my microphone, and she says, mommy, mommy, mommy. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, on the that's, microphone. that's funny. Uh, biggest lesson for me is, it's uh, podcasting's like art, it's subjective. Uh, so like I said, listen to a lot, figure out what you like, and then kind of fashion yourself after it. Um, but also just don't be afraid to not be perfect. I, I used to think I had to research all the topics I wanted to talk about, but actually not being right is okay because that increases more engagement. And like, be careful who you listen to. So my wife is like, your podcast is too long. I'm never going to listen to it. And I'm like, I'm not going to shrink it. We, we, considered, we considered shrinking it, but it was like, you know what, it works for our audience to keep it longer, and it works for our audience, you're not our audience, and that's perfectly fine. So you just gotta take certain feedback with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. So know your audience. Yeah. That's awesome, thank you guys so much. Um, yeah.
Thank you so much for listening to the Art Pays Me podcast. Thank you to Langey Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at artpaysme.com or at artpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.